can't is a bad word. So you can do anything that you put your mind to. If you're a new company coming in here and you're starting off, you have the opportunity to establish your brand, your name. You know, you get intimidated by all these companies that have a lasting relationship and they have long-lasting relationships over the course of uh, decades, possibly, you know, multiple decades. So that's hard to compete against. And already in your head, it's like, I can't do that because they're already in a relationship. But the thing is, relationships start by getting yourself out there. That's the first step. The first step is putting yourself available on the market because you don't know what's going to come back your way. You know, you can assume all you want, but all the relationships before you, prior to you, and after you are going to be based on how well-received, how well-transparent, and what kind of service are you providing. So if you stay consistent with that same mentality, you know, I love the uh, – I was a huge fan of Lost when, when that was out, and uh, John Locke was like my – my favorite character, he's, he's just great. And I, he, he says this quote over and over again, never tell me what I can't do. Because it's up to you to decide what you can do. My household, can't is a bad word. You say can't. There's certainly things that are acceptable that you can't or shouldn't do. But if you're admitting defeat before you're giving yourself an ample opportunity to learn to overcome, to win. You think in the bottom of the ninth inning, teams like, I can't come back? Then why are you even getting, why are you even getting up? Why are you, why are you even trying? You're going to lose. And losing is the greatest. Because when you lose, when you fail, it gives you an opportunity to learn and to grow and to get better. You know, I coached my girls' softball team. Uh, they're eight years old. It was 8U girls' softball. Uh, I, I have coached before. I've coached 13- and 14-year-old kids. I was a player coach on teams. Uh, I was an assistant pitching coach on my college team, New York State certified. I did a lot of work in that realm. I've never had a more difficult experience. And I, I shouldn't even say difficult experience. It wasn't difficult. It was, it was different. Uh, 8U girls. My mentality is not built for 8U girls. Um, it took a lot, a lot of patience by me, a lot of deep breaths by me to really bring it back, bring it back. It's okay because they're in the learning process. And over the course of the season, um, we didn't win a game. We did not win one single game. And it, and it was really great because at the end of the season – I brought all the girls in, and I, I told them about opportunity. And if we actually had video footage of our very first game to our very last game, we were night and day a completely different team. We were learning the fundamentals of the game, making plays. We were, we were going for the right play at the right time. We were doing the right way to play. Most of the teams we were playing, they were just hitting, running, and just keep running and keep running. They get the ball. They're just, they're not trying to make plays. They're just 
deadening the play, just getting it back to the pitcher. I wanted the girls to learn what to do. So after I was done giving the speech about working in the off season, if they want to continue this as a sport, they got to work hard in the off season to improve their strengths even more, and then to work on their weaknesses to bring them up to par. It's like you know, if you see a girl out here on the field that is doing something right, that you see that you want to emulate, you want to be, I could be like that. You got to work twice as hard because she's already at that level. And she's only going to get better. So you've got to work twice as hard to get to where she is and then beyond that. So there's going to be work that you're going to have to put in. It's not going to just happen magically overnight. And that's the same message here. Nothing's going to happen magically overnight. After I was done, one of the other head coaches, he's one of the commissioners of the league, came over to me and he said, Blaze, I really hope you consider coming back and coaching again with us this year. He's like, your uh, next season, your team, he's like, the way you ran your team, he's like, honestly, they've been the most fun to watch. He's like, and this is not him overhearing me. This is him. I'm I'm trying to walk out. I, I'm about to jump on a cruise, actually. Uh, I got to leave to my house to throw all the suitcases in and drive down to Galveston. So, he, he's going on, and um, he said, you know, I've, I've watched a lot of teams, and I've watched a lot of softball over the years, and he said the way that you've gone about, you know, teaching your girls, he's like, it was, it was truly a pleasure watching you uh, and your girls grow. If you work hard enough, and if you do the little things right, you're going to get results. You know, just like the, it's the compound effect. Darren Hardy, he continuously says, you make small, correct, proper decisions day by day. You know, the next day you're not going to see the result. Tomorrow you're not going to see the result. A month you're not going to see the result. A year, you're going to start seeing something. Two years, it's going to all start making sense. Three years, but you got to stay consistent. You can't fall off in those patterns. Stay consistent. Be persistent. Stay consistent. Be persistent. You can do it. Replace. Every time you say you can't do something, replace it with shouldn't and see if it makes sense. We're going to have an HAA event tonight. I can't go. Or I shouldn't go. Well, if it's I shouldn't go, if it's you can't go, rephrase that to I am not able to attend due to a prior bump, bump, bump. I understand you can't make everything. We have lives to lead. But if you're making a conscious effort of already giving up and saying, I can't do something, when it's an opportunity to network, and even if you only talk to one person or two people or three people, those are three more people you now know, three more people you can now recognize. You know, this game is a game of facial recognition. 
Now, there's a story about a gentleman, uh, Brad Powell. And Brad Powell, he's, he's from Boston. He's flying down to North Carolina. He's doing an event down there. He's a videographer. And he gets on a plane, speech, and he's heading down. So it goes to that facial recognition. And Brad Powell went on to this flight from Boston to North Carolina. And in that process, he always gets an aisle seat. He sat in his aisle seat, and this young lady, uh, probably no no more than 20 years old, sitting in the window seat, so empty seat between them. And uh, he looked over, kind of tried to make eye contact, and just say, like, hello, you know, I'm, I'm your riding partner for this plane. But the girl didn't look. She didn't look at him, really, at all, and uh, kept to her headphones and her screen that was in front of her, and, you know, watch movies or play games, whatever she did for the entire flight. So did what they had to do that weekend when they landed, got off the plane, blah, blah, blah. The, the weekend went through. They did what they had to do. And the, he get boards back a plane from North Carolina now to go back to Boston. He picks his seat, and he goes and sits in his seat. And uh, when he goes to sit down, uh, empty seat next to him at the window seat, guess what? Same young lady that flew there. This time they made eye contact and they kind of laughed at each other because now they realized that they sat next to each other. They didn't speak a, a, a word to each other on the way there, uh, but on the way back, now they engaged in conversation and there was this uh, familiar, 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 familiarity. So. They talked and ended up exchanging stories and information, why they were traveling, yada, yada, yada. But the whole point, the message of that story was because he was the face or she was the face that they both recognized, it wasn't like they were strangers anymore. And out of this entire airplane of other random strangers, he was the one familiar face. She was the one familiar face to him. Now, it's like that in our industry as well. You need to continuously show up and be a familiar face. You know, you you can go there right away and you can just walk around, but they'll forget you unless you show back up. So the key isn't to just show up once, show up twice, and even do that for that many times a year. you got to consistently show up every month. And you got to be at those properties visiting every week. You need to be a face they can recognize, a face they can trust, a face when they look at they know who it is. It's transparency. You know, back to the can and can't and that whole concept of can and can't. You never hear somebody have a can't-do attitude. And if you do, that person's not very successful. There's no such thing as a can't-do attitude. There's a can-do attitude, and we all know that. We all try to emulate a can-do attitude. What can you do for me? I'm sorry, we can't do that. I never respond with, we can't do something, but instead I tell them what I can do. And if it's something that's really out of my realm. I'll always offer help in finding that. Because I want to be a resource. I want to be a reference point. 
I want to be the person that you're going to call to say, hey, you helped me out in the past with this. I know this isn't really what you guys all do, but do you think you have a good referral? Do you think you can guide me in the right direction? If you start showing your value with your knowledge of your industry folks, with knowledge of their trades and what they do, you become, in essence, more valuable yourself because now you're add-on value. You're not only your name, your company, your brand. You're now an ambassador for everybody else. You know, and that's what we have an Ambassador One Society Wednesdays. Uh, if you don't know about it, it's first Wednesday of every month. And that is a perfect networking opportunity for that specific purpose. You know, a lot of people don't even see what the per- – and there's more to it. There's more to it. But that's just one area of the ambassadors that allows you the opportunity to network with other peers that are in similar positions with different commodities to learn about, to grow with, pick their brain. What are, what are, what are the obstacles we're seeing out in the field? What's the marketplace feel like right now? You know, I, it was it was a great place for me to talk to people post Harvey about you know what they're seeing in the market, how how things are reacting because there's a lot of you know there's a lot of changes going on. 